Yo, what's up guys and girls? Thanks for joining Man Cry 2. This is your host, Cody Romeo. On this podcast, I like to talk about my own personal experiences with anxiety and depression, as well as statistics, some tips and tricks to uh, help battle yours. So thanks for joining, and I hope to see you again. What is up, everyone? That is my first time using my new intro, so I hope you all liked it. So today's podcast episode, as you can tell from the title, I'm going to be talking about my own personal experience, um, mainly with anxiety. Uh, If you guys want an episode on depression, I have gone through a couple stages like that in my life, but anxiety has mainly been what I have struggled with. Um, I have a couple bullet points here on this piece of paper and we're just kind of gonna work through them together so I'm gonna start off uh, when I was 12 years old this was the source of my anxiety so I have a phobia called emetophobia and for those of you who don't know what emetophobia is it is the fear of throwing up to those who don't have emetophobia it sounds extremely silly right as I myself am not afraid of snakes, but people are, or spiders, arachnophobia. So to each their own, so no judgment from me, and I hope you guys don't judge me. So uh, when I was 12 years old, I went on a thing with my church. It's called a mini mission trip. Um, So I went with a group of friends from my church, and we all went to Santa Cruz. So at Santa Cruz... And this is going to sound silly, you guys, but this is the story, okay? So bear with me. Um, We go to Pizza Hut on the boardwalk, and I'm with two of my friends. And they both get a pepperoni pizza with sausage, and I get my own pizza, just pepperoni. I don't get the sausage. Now, those of you might be thinking, what does sausage have to do with it? Well, they both ended up getting food poisoning. And they were throwing up the whole trip on the way home, in the car. And before then, I didn't really think I had a problem with it. Like, obviously, nobody likes to throw up. But I was thinking to myself, like, this is the most scared I've ever been. Because I'm like, am I going to get it, right? I didn't put together as 12. I didn't put together the sausage versus no sausage. I didn't think about that at the time. And uh, I remember... One of our group leaders, someone who was at the church, um, was like freaking out because I was freaking out. They're like, are you okay? And I like, it was my first panic attack. I didn't know what was happening. They called my mom. Um, but no one, I was I was three hours away from home, so no one was going to come pick me up. And um, I had to deal with it on that trip. And from then, my anxiety absolutely just skyrocketed. I remember going home and uh, I remember going home and just feeling nervous a lot, um, especially about what I was eating. To this day, I don't know if I've ever had sausage on my pizza. Um, It's a constant thought that's in the back of my mind, right? Um, I remember I couldn't even burp without having panic attack. So if I drank carbonation and had a burp, I would try to hold it in because I was something in my brain was registering burping with throwing up and like uh even coughing sometimes you know when because people are gagging for those with emetophobia i'm sorry i know some of these words could be triggering um but 
yeah, I, I could even burp. And I remember burping one time, and I had a mini barf. Oh, my God. I was so terrified. I, like, was maybe 14 at the time. I was, like, going into high school. And uh, this was something I was nervous about, right? Because this is an embarrassing for me. And I'm sure a lot of you guys with anxiety or phobias are embarrassed about the way that you react with them. And uh, ultimately, that's why you want to try and get better, right? And I remember screaming down to my mom saying, Mom, I'm going to throw up. And she, like, came to the bathroom with me. And, like, obviously nothing happened. I wasn't sick. But, um, yeah, my poor parents had to deal with that for a while. Um, I ended up, I stopped going on family vacations uh, for fear of getting sick on the plane ride. Even though my family and I went on the same family vacation every year since I was a kid, they still do it. Um, and I've never gotten sick on a plane. But something in my mind, right? It's anxiety. It's almost, you don't have control over your own thoughts sometimes. So my anxiety thoughts were like, people get sick on plane rides. Like that's why they have barf bags and you're going to get sick if you go. So I, I took a couple years off and, uh, a couple years ago, though, I actually went again, and of course, I was fine. I don't get sick on planes. Um, so, yeah, that happened. Uh, I remember my brother getting sick one year because he's pretty sensitive to that stuff. And I think that's what my anxiety was working on, was on that memory. So, uh, I got into high school, and, you know, high school, you drink and you experiment. Uh, and I was never a drinker. I'm sure most of you can guess why. Drinking leads to people throwing up. Obviously not all the time. You can drink in moderation. I now know that. I'm 22. Uh, I have a couple beers a week. I go out with friends sometimes. I'm fine. I know when to stop, right? So um, in high school, though, a lot of people don't know when to stop or they don't care to stop. So um, parties were tough for me. Socially, I was nervous because... Uh, my anxiety was at the point where, like, very little would trigger it, right? Um, certain smells to me or, like I said, certain, like, bodily functions going on. If I had a stomach ache, uh, the burping thing had kind of subsided. I kind of grew out of that. Um, but if I had a stomach ache, right, which stomach aches are, I guess they're normal. Most people have them quite often. Does not mean for a second that you're going to throw up. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> so... I was already nervous to be out in social settings where people could see me have a panic attack or an anxiety attack. And I know there's a difference here, guys. I don't want you to think that um, every time I had some anxiety, I was calling it a panic attack. I was really panicking. I could not breathe. And for those of you with anxiety, maybe not necessarily with um, emetophobia, you know that symptoms of anxiety can cause nausea. It can cause you not to feel good. Some of you, it even causes to throw up if it gets bad enough. So I was having anxiety about having anxiety, right? When your anxiety gives you a physical, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A physical symptom that then triggers more anxiety because you're afraid of that symptom. I'm sure some of, some of you can relate. I can't think of another example I can give you. But just imagine how terrifying that is, right? Like going through life just terrified. Um, so I ended up going to therapy 
for a little while. Um, about my parents' divorce is what it started as, um, and I slowly kind of started talking about my phobia. Uh, I saw a psychologist for that, and they prescribed Lexapro for me, which is a SSRI, um, and that's an anxiety and depression medication. So actually, before the Lexapro, they had started me on a drug called Welbutrin, and that actually gave me side effects of feeling nauseous. So obviously, you can tell that didn't help. Lexapro made me feel pretty out of it for about five days. Um, I've got on and off of it a few times, and every time it has the same beginning reaction of feeling like disassociated and out of it. Um, but it didn't give me nausea, and once I kind of settled into that, um, it really did benefit me. So for any of those of you who are on the fence about trying medication, give it a shot. Give it more than a day or two because it might make you feel a little funny at first. But in the long run, uh, it did really help me out. So my mom was looking into group therapy for me, you know, seeing people who have the same fear. So I'm not so self-conscious about it, right? It's a thing. Uh, a lot of people experience emetophobia. So I went to this group therapy session, and it wasn't all about emetophobia. It was just about phobias. So we were all kind of talking about what we were scared of. And I remember this girl was sitting beside me. And she was talking about her fear, which honestly I don't remember what hers was, but she was also giving a backstory about her life and how she had a sickness and she would just throw up constantly and just like it was all about throw up and getting sick. And I'm sitting in this group, right, first time there, I'm already nervous, uh, don't know how to feel about it, and I'm like trying to contain my panic and anxiety. Obviously, she was sick for uh, a medical reason. It's not like she had a flu, like the flu or a bug, and I was going to get it, right? But, again, I think I was about 16 at this time. Um, so I'm kind of getting over these little humps, but all in all, I'm still terrified of this. Sorry for that. Um, so they started kind of going through after all of us went a circle. They laid down the game plan of how they wanted to help us. And their whole game plan was exposure therapy. And, of course, they used me as an example and my fear. <laughs> Out of, like, 15 people, 15 different fears, or some of them might have had the same, but no one had mine. And they chose to use mine. Um, so they said at first they were going to uh, show me videos of people throwing up, and then they were going to have me... I think they said they were going to have me like touch, like feel it and smell it. And then eventually, obviously, the final goal for them was to have me throw up. And this is just to prove to me that it's uh, not so scary, that it's okay. Whew, I never went back. I was terrified at the idea of exposure therapy. Um, you know, people talk about social anxiety and they're like, oh, just get out there, expose yourself. And, you know, I will admit... I would be one to like think that, to think to tell someone that. But until it's your fear coming at you where people are saying just do it, like expose yourself to it, you don't fully grasp how terrifying that is. Um, so I got off my medication. I think I was 17. I was with my first girlfriend, and uh, I thought I was fine. 
right? Because when medication works, you feel better, and it's hard to differentiate, or that's not the right word. It's hard to, like, decipher um, if you're feeling better mentally or if the medication's working. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting over this. Like, this is just, like, a phase. Uh, keep in mind, it's been, like, five years now. Definitely not a phase, but... Um, I had high hopes. So I ended up getting off my medication. I didn't know about medication side effects of of going cold turkey. You're supposed to wean off. You're supposed to consult your doctor. Um, but no, I just, I absolutely cold turkey it. I felt terrible. I, I got sick. I didn't get sick sick. Like I wasn't throwing up. But I remember I was having, I had a fever. I was sweating. I didn't feel good. Um, and my anxiety came back, maybe two weeks later, something like that. But it came back, and it's not like it was worse than before, but it was the same, right? Because I hadn't put in the uh, character building work. I hadn't put in the work on my on my mental state, um, like I've talked about in some previous episodes here. So COVID happened, okay? COVID actually benefited my emetophobia in a way because I wasn't going out. Right, I wasn't scared of that social setting of people judging me from uh, having anxiety. I also wasn't eating out as much, right? So the, the fear of getting food poisoning was big for me. Uh, I was comfortable. I was with my ex-girlfriend at the time. I was living with her and her family. So it was a comfortable environment for me. And that went on for like, lockdown was a while, maybe a year, year and a half. Um, I ended up uh, quitting my job due to being afraid of COVID. So I was home. I was playing video games. I got really out of shape. I wasn't taking care of myself. Um, and that actually led to me having agoraphobia. I know there's a lot of big words and you're like, Cody, you're just throwing stuff out there. But no, I've done my research. I definitely had this up until maybe a month ago. So stay tuned for the rest of the story. You can see how I overcame it. Um, so I had agoraphobia, which is the fear of being out in public. Ah, I don't know the exact definition, but it's almost like the fear of being out in public or being like stuck out in public. For me, it was more about being stuck out in public, right? If I was to go into Safeway or Walmart, Target, you know, stores like that, or I didn't feel as though I could get out and get fresh air. So my remedies for my anxiety was ice cold water and cold air right fresh air if my body felt cold for some reason it helped with the uh with the anxiety so now having this agoraphobia and emetophobia i would get anxiety about being out in public and anxiety symptoms cause physical symptoms of nausea sometimes for some people for me it did at certain points uh depending on how bad it was so then i'm nauseous and then my emetophobia kicks in because I'm nauseous, right? I don't feel good. So you're having anxiety about anxiety. And it's just causing this like loop of constant anxiety until my body and mind were so tired from panicking that I just didn't have anxiety anymore. And that was like hours after, right? So I'm sure you can understand like how annoying this was for me, how embarrassing it was for me. Um... So anxiety would cause me to like burp like again, which was kind of scary for me. Um, someone helped me along the way though. So I actually um, was out of that prior relationship during COVID 
and um, I met someone about five, six months later, and uh, she pushed me out of my comfort zone, right? So most guys listening and definitely most girls know that girls love to go to Target. And I'm trying to be this like strong masculine man, right? Trying to impress this new girl I'm dating. And uh, she wants to go out on dates, which I want to as well. But again, there's like that fear in the back of my mind where I'm anxious, right? I'm nervous to go do that, especially for this person I like to uh, to see me in that vulnerable state. So she actually saw me in that state pretty quickly, I believe. I can't remember how far into the relationship it was. But uh, supported me nonetheless, uh, wanted to help me get through it. So she would make me go into Target with her or um, I think it was mainly Target. I know it sounds silly, but it was mainly Target. Uh, the movies, she kept wanting to go to the movies, which I actually didn't end up doing until the end of our relationship. But um, like the movies were terrifying for me, obviously because of being stuck, right? I'm in a theater. And my thought process is, I'll clue you in on this, my thought process was, if I'm stuck in this theater and I don't feel good, I have to get out of my seat, everyone's going to look at me, I have to go down all these stairs, because I like to sit at the top, I have to go down all these stairs, out the door of the theater, which then leads me, leads me to the floor of the movie theater, and depending on how far back that movie was, you know, it could take minutes to get outside and it sounds ridiculous and it honestly it kind of is ridiculous but in my mind absolutely terrifying um so this girl i was talking to I, I i was dating for a while she gave me the drive to get better because i was like so tired of it affecting it actually it kind of caused some problems between us a little bit quite a bit actually but i was tired of it affecting the people around me especially someone who i cared about by this time you know, we were in love. Um, she was someone I cared about a whole lot. And um, it was affecting our relationship. So that gave me kind of like the mental the mental attitude where it's like, okay, like something's got to change, right? So she would ask me to, uh, to go to therapy or to start my medication. And I was always kind of like, no, no. I was defensive about it. Um, I really struggled being defensive, especially when it's things I felt vulnerable about or I was embarrassed about. So I got defensive and I didn't end up starting medication until probably about eight to 10 months, maybe a year into our relationship. And I'm on the medication, right? So I'm feeling a little bit better. This is allowing me to kind of have some of those feelings of anxiety, but not let it be overwhelming or control me. So her forcing me to go out and pretty much expose myself to this agoraphobia um, slowly allowed me to get more comfortable with it. And so before you know it, I'm going to Target with my girlfriend and we're going out to dinners and we're having fun. And it was so freeing. I felt great, right? Obviously, there I had some other issues at the time. But um, towards the end of our relationship, uh, we were kind of arguing. She's like, I want to go see this movie. I'm like, I'm not comfortable yet. You know, respect those boundaries. But I was being pretty silly. So I actually, I ended up surprising her, taking her to the movies. And I did very well. Obviously, you know, I'm not perfectly relaxed because I am anxious about getting anxiety. 
but I did I did well and I'm still proud of myself um, and although that relationship ended um, the lessons that she taught me are like so crucial to my recovery I feel like I owe it all to her we're not talking at the moment but um, if she's listening at some point thank you like I would not be where I am today without you pushing me out of my comfort zone so now that that's out of the way um the breakup actually forced me to like work on my mental toughness more right i was working on it in the relationship but um going through like a breakup or a traumatic event like that it obviously induces anxiety not necessarily about agoraphobia or my emetophobia but um anxiety as like generalized anxiety um so it, it like forced me to be mentally tough um, at different aspects of my life too. Actually, I just completed um, an anger management course because that's something I was struggling with. So all these lessons uh, kind of snowballed and it kind of got me like obsessed with this like self-help journey, which obviously will never stop, right? You can always improve on yourself, but um, I'm getting a little off track here. But so I was on medication from about a year of that for, I'm trying to do a, a mental timeline in my head, probably about six, seven months. And uh, I stopped going to therapy. I was going to therapy at the time. I stopped doing that because I felt like therapy was like having me focus on a lot of like the negatives um, in my life at the time. And then I would dwell on all the negatives instead of trying to look at positives. So uh, I think it was a bad fit. I'm, I advise people to seek therapy. It did help me at many points in my life. It just wasn't helping me right then. Um, and so I started to wean off my medication a little bit because I was feeling confident with my anxiety. I was feeling tougher mentally. And I actually ended up getting off of it completely about a week and a half to two weeks of weaning so by weaning i mean i went from a full pill to half a pill to i even did a quarter pill because i was not trying to uh redo the cold turkey from a couple years prior so i've been i've been phobia anxiety free for probably about two months now and it is the most freeing thing i can i can't even put it into words i can go out i go shopping by myself for hours at a time i'm not very good at shopping <laughs> um no but i go shopping i go to stores um i went to a concert the other night i went out drinking with my brother and some of my friends at these crowded bars where you know you're just shoulder to shoulder with everyone it's hot in there these things would have been an immense trigger for me just like months prior right so i'm able to do those things now and it feels great and i want this to be motivation for you guys who feel like you're never gonna get past this um or you're never gonna feel better or improve uh again i started when i was 12 right i'm 22 now so 10 years for me to feel comfortable um and not experience anxiety on a daily basis and so i'm not really talking about generalized anxiety right of course people get anxious about certain things um if you listen to some of my previous episodes i go through some of my breath work 
and I can make an episode dedicated to that if people want. Um, just go ahead and DM me on Instagram if that's something you guys would want. But uh, I would do like a 555 method, which uh, five seconds in, five seconds hold, five seconds out. And uh, that helps me a lot. It kind of helps me center myself. My brother and one of my coworkers thinks I'm a wacko because I actually talk to myself a decent amount. I haven't really seen a lot of research done on this, but um, telling yourself it's almost like manifesting, right? So I do it a lot for my anger now. If I'm driving and someone cuts me off, I'll go to cuss, I'll go to honk or flip off and um, all those really embarrassing traits that I used to have. And I will literally out loud say to myself, just breathe, Cody. You're fine. You're fine. Same thing with anxiety, guys. That like principle goes to much more than just dealing with your anger. Um, I' gonna be honest with you. This isn't a complete success story. I still have yet to face my fear. So knock on wood. Um, I feel I can confidently say my agoraphobia is quote unquote cured or it's gone, it's not in charge of my life anymore. Um, for emetophobia, though, I have not thrown up since before I was 12, before that all happened. I don't remember the last time I've come close. I honestly feel like my brain was so afraid of it, it didn't let me at certain points. I feel like there's times in my life where it's like, my body was like, we need to get something out of here. Um, but I was so scared I didn't. So again, I'm literally knocking on wood as we're talking about this because um, although it's not running my life anymore, I can go through my days with stomach aches, with not feeling well, fevers, stuff like that. Uh, I do a lot better with, but no one wants to throw up and especially not me. So that is my story. Um, it was probably pretty sporadic and all over the place, but if you've made it this far, thanks for listening. Uh, if you struggle with anxiety, uh, a phobia of some sort, I feel like I could possibly be helpful to you. Um, there's a lot of experiences in my life I didn't cover on this. I'm already running past like 25 minutes. It's a super long episode for me. But um, if you're out there and you're struggling with anxiety, um, just know that there is hope. It can get better. But although I had that special person in my life that pushed me through uh pushed me through my anxiety and out of my comfort zone that benefited me greatly but you can find that within yourself right uh <clears throat> excuse me you can find that within yourself to find that mental toughness to push yourself there and i know it's so much easier said than done but uh i want to motivate you guys so if this helped you please uh, a dm on instagram would be great if this is your first time here please uh follow and rate the show i would really appreciate it i want to get these these episodes out to as many people as i can and uh i will see you in the next one bye